Hello and welcome to episode 68 of That Kink Thing, the gaming podcast with a sibling rivalry twist. I am your eldest king brother and host Thomas, and I am joined, as always, by middle brother Joshua. Hello everybody, I'm here. And littlest brother James. Hello. Hello. How are you both? Alright. I'm good. Yeah. Pretty good. Not not sweating your balls off. No, not currently. I have windows. <laughs> so do I, but unfortunately you can't have them open while you're podcasting because then outdoor noise comes in. No, no, but it's alright for you because sh- you live in a field. Yeah, he's only got <laughs> No, sh- I've got I've got them shut at the minute, but I have it open like an hour or two beforehand so that the room's like nice and hairy. Hairy, right. Yeah, okay. nice, nice yeah. and hairy, so... <laughs> So you like a minute, James? Nice and hairy. <laughs> nice and hairy. Plenty to floss my teeth with. I have no idea what that means, and I don't even want. To <laughs> I know what it means, and I don't want to know what you're sounds doing to disgusting. your walls. Sounds disgusting. Sounds disgusting. What have you been up to this week, gaming-wise, brothers? I got Guitar Hero Live at the weekend, and it really made me just want to play the old ones. Okay. And it's not that good. Music on it, some kind of <laughs> shit. Um, you better. Guitar Hero died as soon as Rocksmith was created. I know, but I wanted to give it a try. It was 25 quid with two controllers, brand new from CEX. So I had to give it a try for that much. Is the controller any different to the old ones? Yeah. <laughs> does it you not know, work on the old ones? Then? It does not work on the old ones. No, it's completely different. <laughs> just just to point out, James kind of almost did it, but you you did sound a little bit like the kid that gets hit in the head with the basketball. Yeah! 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's messed up. There's six buttons... Three underneath the others, and you only use three three fingers. Well, that's better, surely, because you've got to use multiple strings then. Yes, you do have to use multiple strings, but you use less of the neck. What? You only have you only really have to use three fingers, so you're barely moving your hand up and down at all. It's very rare you even. To be fair, Joshua, there were only four five buttons on it before anyway. You just had four fingers constantly over a button and then occasionally moved your hand yeah. left a tiny little bit to get to the yeah. other button now and then you put it back now you only use three fingers and it don't feel right mm. it just it just, feels like it's an easy word all the time just buy a guitar and play rocksmith it's far better <laughs> and far more like it would have cost more than 25 valuable long term <laughs> yeah but it's far more valuable long term because yeah. you actually learn to play guitar I know. I know. then you can seduce the bitches I don't need to do that. Plus, I don't know if I don't know if girls fall for guitar players anymore. I don't know if they used to though. That. Used to. Don't know. When have you ever played a no, guitar? I'm say, when have you done when, this to be able to say these kind of things? When I pretended to play Guitar Hero. <laughs> no, that doesn't count. <laughs> oh, I play Guitar Hero, so I'm really good with a guitar. <laughs> anyone, anyone that's well, I don't say anyone. A lot of people that are good at Guitar Hero are actually unable to play real guitar yeah. and vice versa. People <laughs> who play guitar aren't always actually that good at Guitar Hero because it misses so many notes. That used to infuriate yeah. me that even on Expert, it missed so much of the rhythm of the song yeah. because it, it, it couldn't go to the actual rhythm of the song because it was probably too fast for it. But That's it what just it feels me. like on this new one, though, because... There's only six buttons, 
it don't feel like there's enough to combine. There's not enough to press at the same time. Even though there's an extra button. Even though there's an extra button, it doesn't do it as often. I'm not as good at at this one as I am. Are you sure it's just one. not you that shit at it and you're making excuses? I am shit at it, but it doesn't feel as good as the old ones because of the new buttons. I'm going to get used to it and report back, but you never right. know. We've slagged Joshua off for like four minutes now about how shitty he is at Guitar Let's Hero. So James, what have you been doing? Well, we had a little battle, didn't we? Is that all you've done? Is that seriously all you've done? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> well, you've just ruined the news then, because there was that was going to be all big and fancy, and you've just ruined it by going, yep, yeah, that's all I've done. Oh. <laughs> Such an exciting person. Could you have not done, like, one other thing during a whole seven days? I played a bit of FIFA. Well, talk about that then. <laughs> he, um, the ball. he scored some goals. He ball hogged all the way up the pitch. Sure, then. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I it's alright. Joshua's Josh trying to talk shitloads because he knows for the next hour he's not going to be in it at all. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I played some FIFA. <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah. yeah. Oh, and right. I, I, in fact, actually, I showed Matt uh, Zombie Chronicles because he's not a massive you zombie. Showed player. Matt Zombie Chronicles. Well, he's got it, hasn't he? I don't know. You yeah, tell me. If he's not he's, a massive fan it. of zombies, why does he own Zombie Chronicles? Because he wanted to play it and see what it's like. But he, he likes zombies, he's just not played loads of them. So I went through all the old school ones, you know, like the first ever one. Went through all ones like that with him and then I showed him Origins and he was just like, what the fuck is happening here? <laughs> you were just desperate for someone to play it with you, weren't you? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> He's, li- he's literally giving people the funds it takes to buy them Black Ops and yeah. <laughs> uh, Black Ops 3 and Zombie Chronicles. <laughs> so is that all you've done other than the thing that we'll talk about in a minute that you've just ruined? Yeah. All right. What about so you, Eldest? I went and got some Sea of Thieves tattoo. Oh, you did. It looks good. <laughs> it's not finished yet, though. I know, but it still looks good even in black and white. It looks... It's... Like, it just looks awesome. She's done a very good job of it. <laughs> a very good job. Uh, but yeah, I decided to permanently mark my body with a game that's not even left alpha yet. <laughs> oh well. Dedication. It's just, it's such a you cool piece a of free reg- copy. Reg- regardless, regardless, right, of if that game just suddenly, I don't know, implodes and doesn't make it no out of alpha. The, <laughs> or it, No Man's Skies, even if it does something like that. The the thing is, it's like a cool piece of artwork, regardless. Yeah. And it's not like it's just Sea of Thieves tattooed on me. It's like a cool piece of artwork. There's yeah. a silhouette that looks like a skull and stuff. In it. It's one of the main logos, but it's just it looks cool anyway on its own. So, it does, yeah. Um, I did something else, but I forgot what. What else you done? It wasn't directly gaming related, as such. It was something like that. Like <clears throat> I got the tattoo and. There was something else similar, but I forgot. Don't know. If I remember, I'll mention it in a minute. Uh, but then, yeah, James tried to ruin it <laughs> by trying to go into it too early. But there was a a TKT battle face-off, wasn't there? Yeah, that's really it was, fun as well. It was quite good, though. To be fair, to say to say it was spur of the moment thing. Mm. It escalated very quickly and went rather well, considering it was 
such a spare of the moment thing. So for those of you who didn't catch it, what basically happened was um, we have a group chat on WhatsApp, which has basically got like Patreons and stuff in it that talk to us and chat shit about games with us. And it got brought up somehow of me and James doing a face-off against each other. Um, And then it was like, yeah, cool, let's do it. Like Team Tom versus Team James. We'll get these guys involved and ask... You know, send tweets out and see who out of the listeners wants to join in. And we basically played Overtime Rumble, which was the game mode we talked about for GTA last week, um, with the one where you drive down the ramp and try and score points. And we decided to go head-to-head on that. Um, who was on your team, James? I had um, I had Matthew Clark, um, Kate Johnson, Keith Watson... Danny Lawton, and then as a substitute, I had Eden Smith. Oh, yeah, she came in when somebody dropped. Did somebody get disconnected or something? Da- Danny dropped out, yeah. And then Danny Eden had to leave, in. that was it. Yeah. Danny had to leave, so Eden. What's Eden's name? Eden Smith. Eden Smith joined in. That's your fangirl, isn't it, Eden Smith? Uh, the fangirl returns, the fangirl returns. Um, who was on my team? I had Multitude on my team not everyone could play all night so we had I had Dummy 2008 which is Paul Carter I had Corbs Hill which is Craig I had another Craig in Dipstick Craig Mitchell I had Paul Kelsall was on our team Hi, wasn't he P Kells 555 he was on yeah. Um, Phil I can't remember Phil's surname or his gamer tag off the top of my head do you know him uh, no Oh, Phil, Phil. Um, sure, there was one more, and I really don't want to forget someone and feel bad. I think that's it, isn't it? Because uh, I was a man down for a lot of the time until Phil joined in. Yeah, because I had to keep killing myself for a bit, didn't I? Because Paul, Paul, unfortunately disconnected. Paul Carton disconnected. Yeah. Um, oh, Carl. Oh yeah, sorry, Carl Nuttall. Yeah. Um, I forgot his Carl. game attack as well. Car Carlos. 16889 I want to say his game attack is it's his birthday so <laughs> happy birthday for August <laughs> uh, but yeah it was a good game it were, the first game went horrendously for my team because literally every single person who joined my team at any point had never played either the game mode or like GTA in the last six months like yeah, we, I think the most recent like person who had played it had played it about three months ago back in April and that was the most recent person. Um, yeah. So nobody knew what they were doing. Your team's been playing it all week, so we're at a huge disadvantage. <laughs> and we got pretty much bad in the first game. But then the second game, my team pulled it back. Yeah, they did. It, really bad. It was, it was awesome. Um, and it was a good game, that second game. We dominated that second game from memory. Yeah. Uh, we pretty much won every single round of, of the match. And then... In the third game that we decided to do, we did a shortened one because it was the decider. And it literally went, there were like one point in it all the way through. Two yeah. points, maybe three points at most. It was close all the way through. And it literally went down to the last two cars on the very last run, one from each team. And it was just about where they landed. And I think we lost by a single point or something like that, didn't we? It was something along those lines, yeah. It was It was really close anyway. Like It couldn't have been any closer if it had gone... Uh, sorry, it could have only been closer if it had gone to sudden death and yeah. gone to the shootout thing. 
as it only that, that would have been even better. <laughs> but yeah, it was pretty tense. I was proud of my team though. I think that considering none of them had played it before up to that point, and I was the only experienced one. And some of the formation stuff in round two was incredible. You yeah. should have just seen it from my point of view. I had like two of them either side of me and I was in the middle. And because I was playing the anchor role at the back, you got like two would turn into the middle and roll off the ramp together and two more would turn <laughs> in a few seconds later and roll off together. And it was just so synchronised. Um, if you want to check any of it out, I will try and put it on YouTube at some point. But um, at the moment, both mine and James's perspectives of that match are on uh, Mixer. So if you head to my Mixer account, which is mixer.com slash Tom King, or head to James's Mixer account, which is mixer.com slash James King Gaming, you can see the match from either point of view. So you've got yep. my point of view and his point of view. Um, uh, mine's got a little bit of a, an intro to it so that you can skip through, but yeah, it's... Um, it's a long thing. It's a long video, but yeah, I'm sure you can skip hours. through it. Yeah. I'd, I'd maybe, I'd maybe skip into the second match that we're playing on this, on the long straight one. But there you go. Yeah. So that was that. It was very good fun. We aim to do it again sometime soon, and maybe try and make a regular thing of them. Um. So keep your eyes out, and we will hopefully play either another game mode in GTA or another game completely and try and keep doing the head-to-head things and get people involved because it's good fun. Yeah. It's good fun. Um, we were going to give an award, weren't we, James? Oh, yeah, the award, the award. Yeah. What award are we giving? We're giving, like, a an MVP kind of award, aren't we? A TKT yeah. MVP. The TKT versus mode MVP. Whoa, what an award to have. Obviously, me and you can't win it, though. Yeah, we've decided, obviously, we're not going to give it ourselves because that would just be selfish. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to give it to the person that we thought played best overall over the course of the game. So, James, would you like to announce who it is? It is... Craig Dipstick. <laughs> it was Dipstick. We did, decided to give it to Craig, Craig Mitchell, just because... He'd not played the game before, but he was a very, very solid team player Honestly, on my team all the way through. He was really good, even whenever, from the early ones. Whenever I got like into a, like a solid five or something, he was always there trying to like battle me yeah, for it. It was all very the good. Time. It was it was very good on the downhill one as well, like kind of blocking yeah, people yeah, yeah. off and and shutting people down and stuff. So, yeah, well played, Craig. That's that's a honour for you to bestow upon yourself. You're the first there's ever no TKT actual prize. MVP. Yeah, you could be the first ever TKT MVP. Uh, but on that note, we'll move to some real news, quickly round some stuff off, and then we've got the other thing. Yeah. I forgot to look up a language to say the news in, so I'll improvise. Don't yeah. ever go to an improv <laughs> session. <laughs> Because that was awful. I'm scared for anyone who hears you on a day-to-day basis. I'm going to go relatively quickly through the news this week, just because we talked quite a lot because of the TKT versus thing. Um, So we'll quickly sort of go through and abuse Joshua for four minutes about his being shit at Guitar Hero. Yeah. Um, So this week, um, a YouTuber by the name of Tomato Anus has completed all of the Fallout games, so that's Fallout 1, 2, 3, New Vegas, and Fallout 4, 
in 97 minutes. What? That's short enough for me to go watch and find out how. (laughs) Yeah, basically there's a video on his YouTube channel um, and the whole video is a two hours because there's little bits of transition and set up between each game. Yeah, Um, but but the the actual timed gameplay is 97 minutes, one hour 37. And he, he completed like Fallout 1 in about six minutes and then Fallout 2 in about five minutes and the the I think the longest winded one to do was Fallout Four, but even that was sort of forty minutes, something like that. Mm. wasn't a huge amount Jesus. of time, uh, but it's definitely worth a, a look if you're interested in sort of speed runs and competitive play and stuff. Now, it does sort of use glitches and and things like that to do it, the known glitches, but it's only the same as like trying to hop out of a map to take a shortcut or something. That's that's mm. the kind of things that you sometimes talking about. So, um. But yeah, it's it's just something that I thought was interesting in the gaming world. If you want to go look at it, so just and it is not hard to find or remember his name because it's Tomato Anus. <laughs> That's one word as well, Tomato Anus. Don't put a space in it. Yeah. So it's a Tomato Anus, not a Tomato Anus. It's a Tomato Anus. <laughs> um, Atari have announced a new retro remake console in a similar sort of format to the NES and SNES Minis. Uh, we've seen that this week it's called the Atari box and they've committed to having um, old games from like the eras of the sort of the Atari 2600 and things like that on it but also potentially put more modern games on it more recent games now the videos of the consoles and the pictures of the consoles just show the console, which in itself does look pretty cool. Uh, there's like one with the sort of traditional uh, laminated wood kind of effect on the front from the old Ataris, and there's one that's kind of just plain on the um, front with the red glowing Atari symbol. Uh, and you can sort of connect it up to the internet through a LAN port. There's USB ports on it, stuff like that. It's HDMI, so it's uh, it's a similar concept to the NES and SNES classics, as we say. But there will be sort of other games being added to it in terms of newer stuff. Uh, it's what they've said. So um, there's not really any specs or anything, and. There's no pictures of the controller, which has intrigued me because I want to know what they're going to do. I want to know if they're going to go for an Atari joystick or if they're going to convert to a controller for this or or what. So it'd be interesting to see where they go with it. Uh, But they were just basically quoted as saying, we know you're hungry for more details on specs, games, pricing uh, and timing. We're not teasing you intentionally. We want to get this right. So we've opted to share things in a step-by-step as we bring this project to life. Uh, and to listen closely to the Atari community feedback as we do so. So, no real info other than that. It does um, look quite nice, though. It's a nice little piece of kit. Yeah, it does look nice. It wouldn't look out of place on sort of a modern TV unit, yeah, you know, with yeah. modern consoles and stuff like that. Mm. But it's still got that classic look of the old Ataris to it. So, yeah, definitely worth a look, if you're, if, especially if you're sort of a NES, NES classic mini thing kind of fan. Uh, it's definitely worth a look. Or if you love the old Atari games, worth a look. So have a Google and check it out. Um, Xbox users have yeah. been getting a My Little Pony related error message this week. <laughs> I've <laughs> seen just, this episode. <laughs> I, I, I was just about to say that Joshua is probably the one that will be able to 
explain more. But basically, an error message is popping up to some users, uh, and it's not actually a real error message. It basically says, mock error title. This would be some long description about the error. Read it and weep. And if you haven't looked up this phrase on the internet, please do. You will find a My Little Pony episode called Read It and Weep. Cloud chasers and wonderbolts, you'll never be forgotten. <laughs> it's lost on me. Um, Joshua, Joshua would you like to elaborate? <laughs> it's an episode of My Little Pony. Yeah, but why? What is it relevant in any way? What happens in the episode? I can't remember. I know I'll have seen it. Just one sec. Oh, so you've, you know, I, when you said that, I thought you were like, yep, I know this episode well. <laughs> no, I'm just going to remind so myself of the episode night, and I'll be able to tell you exactly what happens. Oh, it's from season two, episode 16. <laughs> I've definitely seen it. Uh, you sat watching an episode? I think it's one where she gets obsessed with a book about an Indiana Jones ripoff. I believe, anyway. Right. I don't think it has well, any that's... relevance, but I'm So there's no remember. significance in what happens in the episode? Yeah, not really. Fair enough. <laughs> Just an interesting one. Um, uh, Deadcore is being released onto... Well, it has been released onto Xbox and PlayStation um, three years after its initial release on Steam in 2014. But on Steam, it gets a lot of praise, and it's sort of a nine-point-something out of ten game on Steam. And I would probably describe it to anyone who's not seen it as Cooler World, if you remember that on the PlayStation, yeah. meets Portal. Um is probably the best thing. Basically, it's like sort of puzzles and stuff, um, and a little bit of kind of free-running type element. But in the same way that with Cooler World, you used to have to sort of roll around and then like roll around onto the sides, and it had weird gravity, and you could like kind of go underneath, and then you might find a button or something, and then you push the button and it stops something moving somewhere else so you can roll back around. It's got that kind of element to it, but then you have a gun like in Portal that you can shoot to trigger things to happen. So it, it's not got portals in it like Portal, but it's a similar sort of play style in the sense that you sort of move along with this gun and you'll shoot a, a button on a wall and you know ramp might drop down for you to run up, but then that ramp will disappear, so you've got to be quick. Or yeah. as you're flying through the air, as you make a big double jump or something you might have to shoot a button in the air to get a platform to land and come out underneath you for you to land on and stuff like that uh, but it's only about eight dollars seven pounds something like that on the xbox and i believe it's a very similar price on playstation so it's a cool little indie game that's worth checking out there's trailers on youtube for it there'll be gameplay videos on youtube for it from people playing on steam um but yeah check it out if you sort of like puzzle games like that it's definitely worth a look yeah uh, and then that's pretty much it for this week. I don't know if you two have got any news that you've I come have. across this week. Yeah, me and James have. have got a bit of news. Go I on, James. Some... Guess, what? Guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Everybody can join us, James. Runes games coming to mobile. Oh, for God's sake. Yes. <laughs> I full have registered well. my interest. Absolutely full game. You They're can transfer your characters yep. over. If you go and register your interests via either the old school... Uh, do you know what? I've, I, I know the details because I've seen the news story. I was just hoping we weren't going to talk about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because, of course we're going to talk about so, it. So let's put it this way. For 67 weeks up to now, yeah. I've asked you if you've brought any news stories to say that I haven't been and looked and up in advance for you. And the do. first one you do is <laughs> fucking RuneScape. Yeah, it is. And you tagging him in it the other day and make him stupidly happy. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, they bring in the original, well, not original, old school, old school game school, first yeah. at the end of this year, and then next year they're going to bring out the newer one. So if you've not played old it's, school RuneScape, you can. It's going to be cross compatible with yeah, the, yeah, the, the, the PC version, though, because I saw the quote of them claiming that you know it's going to be the first proper MMO yeah. that will be on mobile and have crossplay available with its PC counterpart, which. To be brutally honest, I think that is fairly impressive. I've got—I know it's like not really a very demanding game or anything, but yeah. you know, to to stamp on that and say that's going to be our thing, yeah, mm. it's, it's pretty good. It is really pretty good, and it's a decent game that, to be honest, would work really well on a phone. It would—it would work on mobile though, because of the the walking style and stuff. You, yeah. All you did was click click in front. It's of click you. to move, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. you yeah. could so right it's... click to walk and it'd just go there and you could even use yeah. the map you could just tap on map and it'd go to where you put yeah. where it goes on so map so i'd, I'd be interested to see how it develops and how it works on mobiles I'm, I'm i'll not lie i'd be interested to see how it how it does develop mm. whether i'll play it or not is a different matter but. i'd be interested to see how much money they make from memberships on it because it's like three pound fifty it's pretty cheap what yeah, for I mean, lifetime or a no, month for a month it was three fifty three fifty a month to play it weren't it james it were how much? About three pound fifty a month. It were more than that, mate. It were look, it were about fifteen quid when I used to play it. <laughs> you telling me RuneScape's no, fifteen wasn't. quid a month? No, it, it was. wasn't. Yes, it was back in day. Oh, uh, I'd rather play like Elder Scrolls Online and World of Warcraft for that money. E- exactly. Because I could. Yeah. One sec. RuneScape membership helps if I click on the typing thing. <laughs> Whilst you're just looking that up, though, if you've got any old characters or anything like that that you want to try and, like, start playing again on the mobile when it comes out, yeah. if you're literally just typing on Google RuneScape Mobile, the first two I th- websites that I come thought up, we could. I thought you were going to say, um, just add DarkJNK94 <laughs> or whatever it is. Is that what it is? DarkJNK94? I'm King United 1994, boys. 1994, yeah. that's it. I thought um, you were just going to be like, add this and I'll boost you. No, it's, it's 5.99 for a month. It used to be £3.50 and I'm pretty sure James will have been paying go. for three months at a time. Oh, I might have been. Uh, yeah, there you go. You might have been paying quarterly. Because it's, fa- it's Some £5.50 that. per month and it's yeah. 16.49 for three months. There you go then. Which is exactly the same price, so is why it? offer it? It's yeah. that stupid. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's it for the news in seriousness this week. Um, and the episode is going to take a little bit of a, a different twist to what it normally would, in the sense that, um, as you knew you from last week, we have an interview recorded with one Steve McNeil from Go 8-Bit. So... What I'm going to do now is throw over to past James and past Thomas, Ooh. who are going to interview Steve McNeil in the past. Ooh. Well, I say in the past, it was Monday, wasn't it? <laughs> no, it did. It's not really in the past. It's still the past. the past. But I'm, I'm going to hand over to past Thomas and past James, who are going to go interview Steve McNeil, and you can enjoy that. So, hi, Steve. Um, thanks for joining us, first and foremost. No worries at all. Thanks for having me. It should hopefully be a pleasure. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. Um, it's just myself and James today. Unfortunately, Joshua couldn't make it for this just with him enjoying the day. But... Well, then he's dead to me. Ah, there we go, then. <laughs> I like Sword. you already. <laughs> <laughs> that will go down well with a lot of listeners. <laughs> um, yeah, we were just going to run through a few things, really, to do with sort of Go 8-Bit and then mm-hmm. just other random stuff. So... 
if you don't mind, you, would you tell us sort of where the idea originally came from for the whole stage show and everything like that? Oh, man. Uh, so back in 2013, me and Sam, the other team captain on Go 8-Bit, were, um, we were meant to be going back up to Edinburgh to do a sketch show because that's what we did. We were a double act with his sketches. Yeah. And um, at the time, we, we were going to go back and do another sketch show because it had been going really well, but we'd had a sitcom pilot commissioned by, by the BBC that we'd been busy writing. Uh, it didn't get. It didn't turn into a thing. It it yeah. died. But um, we we got to deadline day for Edinburgh because it's like back in February or March. You have to say we're going and you have to pay them money and book the venue and all that. And it got to the deadline day and we had not written anything of any merit for Edinburgh. <laughs> and given we'd had a good few years, we thought rather than go up there and be dreadful and under all the good work we've done, we'd probably be better off staying at home. But the plan originally had been for a bit of fun because Edinburgh's a long month. It is horrible. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever been up there, done, done a show or anything, but it's, it, it can be exhausting and soul-destroying and lots of bad things. So we figured for a bit of fun on a Friday, Saturday night, we'd just get a crate of lager backstage, get all our comedy chums to come and mess about. It was like at midnight, I think the original show was, or 11, or it was late. Yeah. Uh, and we figured if we plugged in a wee, got them drunk and got them to swear at each other while they played Mario Kart, that would probably be funny. Uh, and be enough of a reason to, you know, people who were into games or comedy would enjoy it. We'd get to mess about and forget what a long month it was. And yeah, it was it was solely... I don't know, can I swear on your podcast or not? I don't yeah, know. absolutely fine. I'm not, I'm not going to go out of my way to, but um, no, <laughs> it, was just, it, we, yeah, it, was, it was purely an ex- excuse to dick about with our mates. Yeah. It was, there was never any intention of it becoming anything. Uh-oh. So it was fairly spur of the moment then, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think I think it probably March would have been when... I don't even know if it was in the programme, actually. It probably was. Uh, I think probably back in March, we bunged in the deposit and said, we'll do it. And then, um, yeah, didn't really think about it for three months. Then got a bunch <laughs> of mates together, worked out roughly what it'd be, then went up, got drunk and did it. It was... Yeah, it's ridiculous. How so in a way, it was, it was essentially like um, a very good drunk idea. Yeah, well, we, I think we were sober when we had it, but uh, it certainly... Um, <laughs> Escalated. Yeah, it, uh, yeah, it's really got out of hand. It, I, I guess then there was never any intention for it to get to the stage that it's been at where it's on TV and stuff like that. Sorry, say that again? Uh, I guess there was never any intention for it to get to the stage that it's at now with it being obviously on TV every week and stuff like that. No, no, absolutely not. And, um, and certainly not in the guise it was. Like When we did it, originally i think it was me and me and sam were the team captains then we had two all comedians we had two guys called paul fox got and richard soames they did commentary we had yeah. guy kelly and john gracie at the time who were two they were in a sketch group called the beaten hours and they were basically cheerleaders for mine and sam's team <laughs> to get the crowd going and then we i think we played three games and um yeah we'd had two comedians or four comedians on for each game so there's probably like tw- and the, the room was an 80 seater room. It was tiny. So there's probably more yeah. comedians than audience. It was there's like 20 <laughs> of us messing about. It was it was it was not broadcastable. So it's, it's changed an awful lot since then. And of course, Dara's had all the money now. So it's it's, it's a, very, <laughs> a, a, a very different beast. <laughs> is is it something where Dave approached you then after seeing the show at Fringe, or is it something you went to them with or uh, try and sell a bit to them? Of, a bit of both, um, I think, and I might be wrong here, but I think at the time, Ian Coyle, who's the commissioner at UK TV now, uh, he, I think he was at Comedy Central. I might, or he, if he wasn't, he came along with somebody who was at Comedy Central, and that was at 2013. But they quite rightly took one look at it and went, this is absolute chaos. We can't <laughs> do anything with this. But a friend of mine, a guy called Rohan Acharya, 
who directed a show I'd been in in 2007, and then he'd worked on Minus Sam's show in 2012. He was actually in development at a production company called DLT Entertainment, based in London, and he was looking for shows to develop. So it was my mate who worked at a production company, managed to squeeze a bit of money out of his boss to sort of get the rights to develop it with us and then try to pitch it for telly. But that was, I think, September 2013, Row threw an appallingly small amount of money at us, and then... 2014, UK TV started to get interested. I think actually, 2014, we shot a pilot at the Tabernacle. Mm. Yeah. And that was in um, where Dave Gorman film, films Modern Life is Goodish. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, we, yeah. We filmed it in, in that room. Yes, we used all his lights. It was all on the cheap. Uh, and at the time, <laughs> at the time uh, when we were doing it there, we because um, we still had forfeits, that was the other member of the cast, a guy called Will Hartley. Uh, he was our pun- resident punishment twat. Was his title, and the way and the way and the way it worked was if me or Sam's team lost, me or Sam had to do something dreadful. Um, and on the, on the live stage show, that was things like um, I think originally it was like um, eating a bowl of jalapenos or uh, uh, you know, d- drinking a lot. Tesco's everyday value vodka. We used to have to drink that. The, vo- the vodka for every day. That's the catchphrase. Uh, but on the, the, the pilot, we had a 20-foot python or some massive snake. That, so Sam had to um, wear, a, wear a massive snake whilst playing snake was on the forfeit. So oh, sort of, God. Yeah, it was amazing. It, but it sort, of, so it sort of scaled up the chaos, but it's still very much the live thing. And then it took about another year from that before the channel actually said, yeah, go on and we'll make it. And that was, by that point, we got Dara affiliated with us to be the host if we got it over the line. Um, but yeah. it, was a, it was a two and a half year dance with the channel before it actually got married. It was quite, it was quite a long slog. But all, although we said that in TV, that's not that long to make anything happen. Yeah. And a year yeah, later, we, yeah. we've made thirty of them and you know ten of DLC as well. So it's um, yeah, yeah. Once it goes, it goes really quick. Is is the Dara thing something that you and Sam pushed for? Then I know you mentioned you tried to get him affiliated before. Was that you guys that wanted him rather than Dave wanting to use him? No, no, me and Sam have always hated Dara Brin. Um, can't stand him, <laughs> so we didn't want him anywhere near it. But <laughs> yeah, no, he, we had a few. We um, we we knew full well because me and Sam weren't anyone. I mean, we arguably still aren't, but we we were even less of a thing than we now are. Before they got made, so there was no way any proper channel was going to let us front a thing. They needed to attach someone, and so I think at the time, you know, it's all the names that you'd expect, like Jonathan, like Jonathan Ross. I think we 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 thought of Charlie Brooker. Yeah. Um, I think Warwick Davis, which is going to sound really strange, it, he'd have been good. I think he would have been really good. He really loved games, and he was he was yeah. very, very excited about the project. But you know, and obviously, you know, he's he's in Star Wars. That was amazing. But Dara, <laughs> Dara, Dara was always um, like right up the top in terms of people we wanted because obviously he's a stand up. He's also yeah. got great form um, anchoring a show, obviously with Mock the Week and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And he actually. You know, he does love his games. He's done stand up about it, and um, is you know he goes to EGX and all the big events. He, so he, Dara is a he's a proper gamer. So yeah. the fact that we could get him, you know, we bit his hand off. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's amazing. We're very very lucky. So mentioning some of the names there that you thought you may want to try and get as that sort of anchor. Is there anyone that you've not had on the show yet as a guest that you really want to? Yeah, I mean, we've had Jonathan Ross now for Series 3, which goes out later this year, I think. So that was great. Um, Limmy, me and Sam both really want. He's a Scottish sketch comedian. I don't know if you guys know him, but Limmy's possibly the best sketch comedian ever. And we were chatting to him about it on Twitter, but for some reason we didn't manage to make that work this time. He'd be amazing because he's 
really good at games as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, Charlie Brooker, we've not had. You know, he's probably he's probably the big gamer person that everyone knows that we've not had yet. Yeah. But um, also, you know, in an ideal world, we'd love to get more, you know, YouTubers and sort of Twitch personalities and and guys like that on the show. Like we had yeah, um, yeah. Had, had a guy who plays FIFA come on and, and sort of stitch up Daniel Sloss on the show, but that was really a bit of a <laughs> that was a bit of mischief rather than having him as a guest. And I th- but I don't I don't think you know Dave's a commercial channel which with a certain demographic and all that sort of TV stuff that they've got to hit. And, yeah. Um, it's. It, th- those worlds don't really cross over at the moment. Hopefully, with time, if the show beds in, they'll let us dip our toe because I think they'll be surprised at the reaction they get. But um, at the moment, that world remains separate from what we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, if you're ever scraping the barrel and you need somebody, I'm sure one of us can always jump in. I can't imagine it'll <laughs> ever get that bad. But, um... <laughs> Thanks, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> um, you sort of hinted at one. I was going to ask a sneaky question and say, is there any sort of um sneaky info about guests you can give us that you've with the pre-recording of season three already now done and series three being ready i can probably tell you all of them because i mean they were all they were they were all on um (laughs) what's it called the tv recordings website they list them when they go out so i could tell you exactly who they are if you want that'll be it could be your podcast exclusive i don't think anybody's told anybody but as far as i'm aware that's public information because someone wrote it on the internet before we had this so so series three which might even be two series i mean it might go as two sets of five i've no idea but the people who we filmed who haven't been on telly yet are kevin bridges tash dimitriou josh widdicombe maggie adrian pocock rocket scientist yes uh yeah she was incredible phil wang Catherine ryan uh, Jody Kidd, Greg Wallace, Simon Gregson, Jade Adams, Natalie Casty, John Thompson, which was amazing, uh, Anna Richardson, Nish Kumar, Susan Cameron came back against Dev, yeah. the radio DJ, Jonathan Ross, and Susie Ruffle. So those are all the people I haven't turned up on telly yet. Some yeah. good episodes to look forward it's to. Then. Pretty They're great. They're great. Yeah. High profile list as well, really. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I can't believe it's did, my job. It's did you absurd. ever think you'd manage to pull people like that onto the show? Um, I mean, when when it got commissioned and we got Dara hosting, uh, th- that sort of suge- suggested that it was another one of those panel shows that pulls people through, and you know the guys that were up for doing it. So I think I think yeah. we hoped, but um, certainly we've been spoiled because everybody's we've had's been brilliant, and um, yeah, it it, de- it definitely feels surreal. It's also that weird thing of um, actually, so. I still don't understand that I'm on the telly, really. Like some, somebody spotted me the other day and went with me, and it, it was utterly bizarre. But it's also that thing, like, <laughs> off the back of doing the TV show, like, sometimes I'll chat with Vernon Kay on Twitter privately. We have a chat oh, yeah. talking, about, talking about going for a pint, or uh, the, um, David James, the England goalie. I, like, I sometimes chat yes. to him, or, or Rachel, Rachel Riley off of um, Countdown. Like, so you sort of get to know these people, and obviously everyone is just people, but it's weird yeah. to all of a sudden find yourself on the other side of that. So that's been quite a strange yeah. transition. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's bizarre. I, I mean, I'm just, I just really like playing computer games and being silly. <laughs> and for the last two and a half years, that's literally all I've been paid to do. It's a dream. It's, it is. The it's dream. nuts. And I sort of, whenever I'm getting grumpy because I'm tired or I'm really, really busy, I, I, I immediately remind myself of how ridiculous it is to be anything other than delighted <laughs> that I'm doing. This. Yeah. Do you, do you want to try and keep the TV show as it is now going just as long as possible? Then? Yeah, that be I- the most ideal thing for you. It's got to. I mean, what else am I going to do now? I, I couldn't. <laughs> 
career-wise, I couldn't have gone down a more aggressive cul-de-sac if I tried to. <laughs> but if go eight bit fat, what am I going to do? I've got you know what am I qualified to do now that that's what, <laughs> that's what I do? Even on telly, if I'm not in go eight bit, what else am I going to do? There's, There'll there's always no... be a space here for you. <laughs> oh, that's good to know. Now you've got rid of that other guy. The dead weight's gone, hasn't it? So, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what about things like sort of Wi-Fi wars and things that you do as well? Would would that transition into TV? Do you think? Or yeah, you... hopefully it will. I mean, it's it's, it, and we've been, we've been down that road a couple of times with um, production companies, and we've we've not quite got it away yet. And really, it's because the scale of what. I, how much do you know about what Wi-Fi was? Is it worth me explaining what it is first? Uh, maybe just for listener benefit, I think more than anything. Yeah, yeah, fine. Yeah, so, yeah. so Wi-Fi wars. What happened was when we did go eight bit. Uh, back in 2013 when it first started as a live thing uh, there was a girl called Elizabeth Knowles lovely girl who um, came to a lot of our gigs like a fan of ours and her boyfriend's a real computer nerd a guy called Rob Sedgebeer and so he came along to go 8-bit when we did it up in Edinburgh and then came up to us after the show and said I've invented this thing you might like to have a look at and maybe use it in your show and what he'd done at the time was he'd got a version of the game Pong where he could beam controls into people's phones without installing anything and let them control the game. And it worked with about six, ten people. Um, and so what we did at our monthly residency in London, we used to let him bring all his kit and rig it all up. And then at the end of the show, we'd try to make it work. And so the first time we yeah. did it, we had 80 people there and it just didn't. So that was a shame. But then he went away and did a lot of coding and came back and it did work. And over time, that sort of became a bigger part of the show. So the second Edinburgh show, we used Pong as the finale. So the whole audience played the video game instead of us, which was quite nice. And they also voted on who they thought was going to win, same as they do on the TV show. But, um, yeah, off the back of um, doing the Go 8-Bit Live show, the Royal Institution approached us about demo- demoing VR for the Christmas lectures. So yeah. did a little experiment on that in 2014. And we then begged them to let us give a lecture about how clever Rob was in 2015 <laughs> with all his toys. And, and they said yes, but at the time all we had was Pong and the vote. So Wi-Fi Wars, we told them we got an hour-long show about video games where the audience played all the games so they let us do a lecture and then they've called our bluff so then Rob had to invent it is what happened and so that, it retro- genuinely retrospectively had to invent the thing we pretended we'd got because we really wanted to give a lecture there and, yeah I, I mean he is he's an actual genius it's ridiculous I get, um, I get the sense that you're good at winging it <laughs> I'm really good at winging it yeah I'm re- what, what I'm really good at is I like games of being silly, but I'm really good yeah. at aligning myself with people who are far better at those things than I am, yeah. and then, and then <laughs> yeah. somehow sticking around. I've sort of made a career of that. <laughs> uh, but so, so Wi-Fi Wars now is the thing we do live. Like we, we just did it at Latitude Festival at the weekend. We're doing Reading and Leeds, and we tour around doing it all over the place. And we're developing a version of it, which we're going to start experimenting with on Twitch soon, where people watch along and play the games at home. And that's really and, and that exists, and that's working, because we've, we've sort of trialled it. Uh, without telling anybody a few times and the plan is to scale it up on Twitch and then approach TV again when we can show them what it is because it's hard to convince TV to invest in the level of infrastructure we need to deliver what we do on that scale we've scoped all that we've met with Google and Amazon like cloud services guys about how we would put the infrastructure in place and what that would cost so we we know how we would do it but if you're trying to convince a TV channel that's going to work because TV's got a history of really screwing up interactive, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. we need to we just need to make it on the internet and then it's like we did with Go Eight Bit. We did it live and then they let us do it on the telly. We need to do Wi-Fi wars on the internet and then hopefully someone will let us make yeah it yeah properly. But we, we we're doing. I'm not allowed to tell you about one thing, but hopefully by the end of the year there'll be something quite cool happening with Wi-Fi wars that people will get cool. to tune in with, which is um, nice. yeah, exciting. Eyes peeled then. Or, well, yeah, yeah, indeed, it's it's, um, it's really cool. 
with with that, you obviously you mentioned all the pong technology you had and everything, which that's the world record you've got, isn't it, for the most people playing pong at once? Yeah, again, well, we say we. I mean, that's the world record that Rob's got, and I was also there. So right. I, I own half the company, so I get to take credit as well. <laughs> Rob, Rob Sedgbeer broke the world record for most people playing pong, and two hundred eighty-six people and me were also there joining in. But, <laughs> Is there anything yeah. else sort of similar to that that you'd want to maybe like a new record to set or something that exists that you've got your eye on that you want to break or anything like that? Yeah, I think we because the Guinness guys were asked about doing more stuff with us, and the, the obvious would be just play different games that we've got and set some records with those but it felt like we'd be doing the same thing again so I think when we get online up and running then we'll try to do something in on the internet that is comparable so like the most multi multiplayer thing ever on the internet um, which we're not quite there yet but, uh, <laughs> but uh, rather than um, people in lobbies or um, you know obviously Call of Duty has got loads of people going through its service but everyone's yeah. not in the same world yeah, if, we, yeah. if we could actually get a thousand people playing the same thing with each other that would be pretty amazing. The lag. <laughs> the lag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, we got some we got some problems to solve, but uh, yeah. Rob, well, we haven't Rob has, but he's working on it. <laughs> if anyone can do it, Rob can. I love how much faith you've got in him. <laughs> well, I literally pay for my house with the ideas he has, so yeah, I've got to really. <laughs> oh, we've, we've got some stuff sort of from listeners and people that are affiliated with the show and stuff to go through um so i'm going to go through a few of the ones that people have sent in if that's all right with yeah you, of course man, whatever you yeah. want yeah uh so keith watson asked how good of a gamer is dara he's not that good he's not that good but he's then not. see i'm not either like well, well i i mean i'm all right i'm better than dara is but the, <laughs> the, the the emphasis on the show was always about it being people who really love games and just because like, yeah. I'm, play, I'm playing uncharted 4 through again at the moment because i love it um, yeah. I want to get it fresh in my head before I play um, uh, Lost Legacy. So that's out in a couple of weeks. Isn't it? Yeah. But yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, I've fallen off more than my fair share of cliffs playing it in a way that if someone was watching me do it on Twitch or if somebody who, if the people that write the dreadful internet comments came in my house and watched <laughs> me do it, they'd be livid. But <laughs> I don't, I'm just playing it because I, I want to enjoy it and see all the cool stuff and have fun rather than worrying about being the best on planet Earth. Yeah, so yeah. I think, I think and, and Ellie's the same. I mean, Sam's just rubbish, but most of the people on the show, <laughs> that that's the philosophy behind it is about the joy of playing games rather than yeah. being the best yeah. at it. So we all know our way around a controller. We wouldn't humiliate ourselves in polite company, but none of us uh, would proclaim to be esports legends we just uh, yeah, like, yeah. Fa- like fanning around with mates would you say you're the most competitive out of all four of you from a regular's point of view because you seem it yeah I de- yeah de- so. yeah yeah de- <laughs> definitely i think I, and actually actually in the room that's far worse i think a lot of that gets lost in the edit because it's just me being too upset but, um, <laughs> yeah i think uh, the only the only one who's, who could go for Ted's though is actually ellie because there's a couple of occasions where because she's not ever allowed to play Sitting on the sidelines watching Sam be dreadful or one of the guests can be incredibly infuriating. I think on tonight's show, actually, the one that goes out tonight, which is the last one of the series, I, th- I think she actually snatches the controllers off, controls off, and does it herself. <laughs> I've I've heard little undertones in her commentary before of, of just just getting a little bit bothered about what people are doing. Yeah, well, that's the funny thing. So... When we're filming it, you can't hear her, so we've got no idea. So it's only when we see the show that we find out what she's been saying about us. <laughs> yeah, there's some good lines in there from Ellie. She's great. Um, Keith also asked, "What's your personal favourite console generation?" Favourite console generation? Yeah. Oh man! Um, 
I mean, it's somewhere between the SNES and the N64, I guess, in terms Ooh. of nostalgia. SNES was my first console, so that's sort of got a very, yeah. very special yeah. place in my heart. But N64 was my university days, so that's big too. But then the truth is, I, I can't remember who it was said this. I, it was, I think it might have been Jamali when he came on DLC. But actually, the current generation is the best generation because it's the best games ever. And I can still play all the old stuff. So I think you've yeah. got, you, you have to say, well, now is the best time to be playing games ever because you've got all the games ever so far true um and it is a great generation there's so there's so many great titles i'm more i probably lean more sony than xbox but that's just because that's what i'm used to but both both platforms have got some really great games yeah you're not caught up in the whole console ward thing no no i've got one of each and i and i love them all they're like children don't make me too (laughs) um one from our friends at master debaters pod (laughs) who is your favorite actor and why is it mel gibson (laughs) <laughs> well, it isn't Mel Gibson. What's is, is oh. he, he's directing anyway? Does he still act? I don't know. I don't. I don't follow Mel Gibson's uh, career closely enough. You might want to get him on show. Unfortunately, the guys at Master Debaters would say that's the wrong answer. Oh, is it? Is that like an in joke that, that I'm oblivious to? Yeah, unfortunately so. Fine. <laughs> you played along well though, so it's a good. It's good. Fine, fine, fine. Well, whatever the correct answer is to show how how cool and down with the kids I am, consider that my official answer. Uh, Jerry Narco said, when you're playing a game with a choice of character, do you prefer to go male or female and, and sort of model it on yourself or maybe go more fantasy? Yeah, well, it, yeah. I, I tend to try to build a computer game version of me. I, I, and, and I will spend a long time, and it never does look like me, but it looks like a really, it looks like a bad melted me. <laughs> and I can never quite get it right. It's, I was talking to Sam about it and it's this bizarre thing of I, I could be anything and I just even my wildest dreams if I get this whole tool set and virtual world in front of me is I just try to be me again and there's, and, and there's not any um, there's, there's not any world that I make sense in like <laughs> I could I could maybe be a villager like an NPC in The Witcher or something if I stuck a hat on but as a warrior or the protagonist in an adventure, there's no way. Like, I would never get cast in a movie or a TV show as the guy that gets shit done. So what, <laughs> why I decide that's what my character should look like in games, I've no idea. But, what, yeah. what sort of lead character are you? Are you like a hack and slash or a ranged? Or... Yeah, I, I love the idea of stealth, but I get bored. I, I, I know in my heart that I'm going to run in and try to kill everyone. <laughs> but I, I like the idea of stealth, or I like the idea of being a bit more of an all-rounder, but really I should just always pick tank, because wh- what happens is, is I'll accidentally press the wrong button and fire a bullet, they'll all know I'm there and come running at me, and then we're all just going to have to shoot each other and hide behind boxes. So I might as well pick the guy that's got the best chance of dealing with the mess I make of it. So I should just pick tank, but I, t- I tend to just go for whatever the all-rounder one is, but yeah, I should just pick yeah. tank, because that's, that's definitely what I end up doing. <laughs> uh, Stephen Frodersham has asked at what point in your life did you realise this was the kind of thing you wanted to do oh man I, th- I think I'm still coming to terms with it I, like, when, we, when we did go out there as a live thing the fact that even people would buy a ticket to come and watch us mess around for an hour in a room was mind blowing to us and then like, we got to do we had our own stage at EGX in 2014 so we got loads of really cool opportunities very quickly I think I, th- I, I mean, since I was a kid, the idea that I might get paid to play computer games has obviously appealed. But I'm still, yeah. I'm still wrestling with the fact that like we're getting our garden done at the moment. And I'm 
So because we the, we didn't look after it, and it, we've got a kid now, and it just wasn't safe. For <laughs> so there's a there's a there's a man out there now, like moving around massive amounts of dirt with a machine, and I've paid for that because <laughs> I play computer games with Jonathan Ross. There's nothing about that. <laughs> that's not that's not okay. But that's quite surreal, thing. isn't it? There's so much more. Like, I'm not an idiot. This I could have done something far more useful to society than that. <laughs> But I haven't. I do, I, so I, I have. A, I have a weird. I'm delighted. I get to do it. But I. I yeah. I. Sh, yeah. I should. Like, they should stop paying me for it because I'm taking the piss. <laughs> I don't know why people. I don't know why we're getting away with it. <laughs> have you got like a particular favourite experience that's come out of doing what you do? Oh, um, I think the big, the the one that really, really has caught us and that we really, really love is we sometimes get tweets. We get quite a few. Uh, from parents um, who who message us to say thank you because it's the only time in the week that they all sit down as a family and watch it. <laughs> so mum and dad and the kids actually all get together and, you know, the parents will remember the games the first time around or the kids will know the newer ones or the smartphone stuff, but they're all into games and they'll all sit down and pick a side and they'll all cheer and, you know, they'll, they'll share a thing together, yeah. which is so, so rare because kids have got so many classes and they're so busy these days It's and it's so easy to not sit down at the dinner table and do all that stuff. But the fact, yeah. I know that, and that's, I, I, it's not a funny answer, it's a really sincere and schmaltzy one, no, but the fact that families have nice time together because of the thing that we did i love that that's a thing i like that yeah. we make people happy that's why we, that's why we did comedy it's really nice to think that you did a stupid thing and it made somebody's day a bit less shit so yeah. actually yeah. being able to yeah. do that to you know half a million a million people watching it each week to hopefully give at least some of them a, a you know a nice moment in their day i think that's a really a really nice thing to be able to do yeah and i get paid for it <laughs> um, Corbs Hill asked what's your favourite 8 or 16 bit games <gasps> oh god uh, favourite uh, well I'll do one of each I guess favourite 8 bit game oh it should be something off the Amstrad because I love the Amstrad uh, it's probably it's, uh, it's going to have to be Fantasy World Dizzy for 8 bit yeah because that is the best Dizzy game and it's it's a wonderful wonderful thing it's aged dreadfully as all Dizzy games have but by God, I've, I've spent so much time on that game and I love it very, very much. So yeah, definitely that. And then 16-bit's got to be Super Mario World. Because yeah. I, yeah, I got a SNES when that was a new thing and that was just mind-blowing. The scale of that game. It still looks beautiful now, but the scale of that game. Jesus. Yeah, those, those are my two picks. Cool. And they're the correct answers. They are the correct answers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on a similar note, Dummy2008 said, what was the first 8-bit game you played? Uh, it would well, it would have been something on the Amstrad. So, what well, it would have been an Amsoft game. Uh, so like the free ones that got bundled in with it. I would the well the one I've got earliest memory of is Fruit Machine Simulator, which is an Amsoft game. Which is <laughs> you get five quid and you just have <laughs> yeah. to make as much as you can. But it had like nudges and it had um, winner spinners, which are, like these magical things where you could you get just spin the wheel and give you something. And um, yeah. Fruit Machine Simulator on the Amstrad CPC. <laughs> That's how old I am. That is, yeah. It's actually it's, a really good one. As Fruit Machine Simulators yeah. go of the era, it's pretty solid. Given Were that many? Uh, there's a few, yeah. Codemasters did one, but it wasn't as much fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. M- uh, music Me, um, he said, what's your favourite console? I suppose we've kind of covered it. What, what would you say is your favourite at the minute? What are you playing the most uh, at the minute? I, all, well, the Switch is amazing. The Switch is mind blowing, but it, yeah. the Switch to me is a handheld that I sometimes stick on the TV rather than a console. I think I, think I see it as a handheld, really. 
yeah, so you're playing it more in that format than yeah. having it docked him. Yeah, but I think um, I don't know. I mean, I guess the PS4 because I've got the I've got the PS4 Pro, and that is the bestest graphics, and my favourite games are all on that. So that's a big one. Mm. But my favourite, I mean, slightly different. But my favourite controller is the Xbox 360 controller. I love that controller. So I'm almost tempted to say the 360 just because of the controller because I loved it. Yeah, it's the best one. But yeah, no, PS4 causes a lot of uh, arguments, that doesn't it? Some, some people, people hate are, it. Yeah, yeah, some people are 360 controller people and Xbox people, and some are PlayStation. It's yeah, still all to do with the joysticks, I think. Yeah, the, mm. the, play, the PlayStation was never sat as comfy in my hand. The, the 360 is the one for me, but I guess I could, it just depends what shape your hands are, doesn't it? But the 360 one for yeah. me was perfect. Yeah. yeah. Uh, music Me also asked Have you got any particular favourite music from games, like any favourite soundtracks or anything like that? Not, uh, I mean, I'm sure I could think of it like the out. I, I, Constantly hum the outrun music, um, <laughs> yeah. As, 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 as most people do, I would imagine if they're into games because it's epic. But the one that I really like is um, I think what are they called the Schnauzer Radio Orchestra. Have you heard of them? I'm going to check. That's what they're actually no. called. Yes, it is Schnauzer Radio Orchestra. They've done two albums: music for a 1950s video game and Robot Cocktail Party. And um, <laughs> I, I don't know anything about them or what their story is, but it's like chip tune stuff, but with a theme and an underlying idea. So the music yeah. for a 1950s video game is this weird mash of chiptune stuff and sort of orchestral. It's amazing. They're, they're on Spotify, so you know, or check them out online for free, I'm sure. But both of their albums are a beautiful blend of chiptune and actual music. They're awesome. So nice. Check That's those guys out. Yeah, they're brilliant. Brilliant. Um, and then the last one he asked as well was, uh, what do you think about the NES and SNES remake things that they've done in recent times? The, yeah, the mini. Yeah, well, yeah, I... The minis. I didn't order. I didn't pre-order a NES Mini, and then I was sad, and then they disappeared, and so then I spent way more than I should have done on one on eBay, and now yep. I don't, and I have never spent any time on it because <laughs> I, I wanted it, and I thought, oh, that looks amazing, and I got it. But it's the same with anything retro, isn't it? Like any, anything where it was, yeah. oh, I used to play that. You, you go, oh, I'd like that, and I'll get that, and then it just sits there. Like if, if you ever, if you ever buy a, what was it? A few years ago, it was the Mega Drive collection on the PS3. You've got like 40 Sega games, and oh, that's amazing. All yeah. rare replay, things like that. And you get it, and you go, yep, yeah, that's what they look like. And then you get on with your life and you play a new thing. Or <laughs> yeah. I do anyway. I, do, I love retro, and I'll dip my toe, but I, I'd never, I'll never go back and play through a Dizzy game all the way from start to finish. Because yeah. why would you? I've got Gears of War 4 that I've still not touched. Why on earth would I play a Dizzy game? <laughs> yeah. um, but. Yeah, I've forgotten what the question was. Oh, the NES and SNES Mini. Yeah, yeah. So I, I didn't get one on a Blue Fortune, and now the SNES Mini, I've pre-ordered it, and I will almost certainly never play on that either. But they're they're, be- they're beautiful little things, and that, they're very much my era. So I feel like I feel yeah. like I've, I, I need one of those. <laughs> I don't. Um, J4DO says, of the many different and varied bits of jobs and work and stuff you've done, yeah. which bit is your favourite? Which project's been your favourite? Oh wow! Um, oh god! Um, I'm, well, I'm, me and Sam are talking about doing live comedy again together, doing the double act thing together again, yeah. and I'm very excited about that because when, like, no, no one ever saw it really. But if anybody ever goes back and looks at like reviews that we got or some of the some of the stuff that we did manage to film for the BBC or anywhere else, I'm really yeah. proud of all that stuff, and um, we were really, really good. Just the two of us messing about on stage together before we stuck games in the middle. So the idea of just wandering out uh, with a couple of pints in our hands and, and having a chat and then occasionally doing a sketch with Sam, I think there's a it's as close as I like I 
go eight bit couldn't be more gimmicky and Wi-Fi Wars is taking the piss yeah. we're do, doing the sketch stuff with Sam is as close as I get to doing pure comedy which is I never do stand up because it's too lonely and boring um, yeah. I, I don't know how I, like all credit to the guys that do it because it's amazing but I just can't be bothered to do it I'll, <laughs> so I'll never be good enough to do that but that's as close as me and Sam get to just you're just saying things with your mouth. It's not, we never did. We never used props or set or anything. We did, very rarely. So it was just the two of us talking and trusting that that'd be enough to make a room of people laugh. Yeah. And so I guess I guess because things have got so technical and gimmicky, I quite like the idea of just turning up, buying a pint, and then walking on with Sam and messing about. So yeah, nice. yeah. Good. But don't tell Sam that because if he if he knows that I care about him or that I enjoy doing things with him, he'll be unbearable. <laughs> I don't think he'll ever hear this. <laughs> yeah, no, you, I, you know what? I'm willing to bet you a tenner he will, because I, I think he secretly has his eye on everything I'm doing. I think, <laughs> I, think I, I know you're there, Sam. I know you're there. On a on a similar note to that, though, doing the stand up, uh, doing the double act again. Yeah. Um, do you think you'll be able to pull some more fans across from what you've done in the last few years as well? Maybe. I think. I think you get a bit by. It's weird because Wi-Fi Wars, in, in the show, the way we find out how many points there are for each game, we get the audience to pick a yes-no question to find out a bit about yeah. them. And one that almost always comes up now is, have you ever seen Go 8-Bit? And it's never been more than a third of our audience of that that has seen it, which is bizarre because it's a video gaming thing. It's me in it, yeah. obviously. You would assume, even if they didn't realise it was me, that the same people that watch Go 8-Bit would go to the video gaming comedy mm. thing. But they're really right, not. Yeah. They're sort of independently thinking, I don't, I don't know what the... I think... For the guys like Nish Kumar, he's got his BBC Two thing now. Someone like Ashling B is another one of our mates who's, you know, doing amazing. I think there seems to be like a critical amount of different things you pop up in over a period of time and then something sticks. But I don't yeah. think, certainly I haven't got there yet. Almost everything I do independently draws an audience. Well, I don't know why or how, but they sort of find their own little crowd. And there is some crossover, but it doesn't seem to... It doesn't seem to cross-pollinate in the way that yeah. Yeah, other yeah. other guys' careers do. So, yeah, I, I'm sure a few people who see Great Bit, if they saw we tweeted out, would come along. But, um, yeah, we need to be good in our own merits because most people in the room would not know or care that we did a thing with video games, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jay did have another question as well, just to go back to him. He said, yeah, sure. uh, do you have any particular set routine before you get really hard into a game that you're going to spend a lot of time on? No, I I've been really bad. I've I've actually genuinely I've got to the point now where I've I've because I know what I'm doing for the rest of the year pretty much day by day, and I've had to diarise days I'm going to play games because otherwise I won't get any time with it, and it, it it's felt very very strange. Not I've only played games for the last eighteen months. Well, actually two and a half years because I wrote for Jinx. I did reviews and features and things for Jinx yeah. TV before I before Go Eight got picked up. So for two and a half years, I've only ever picked up a controller because I've got to do something about it, whether it's write a review or play it on Go 8-Bit. I haven't just played a game for the joy of playing a game for nearly three years. And so for the rest of the year, I've looked at all the releases that are coming out for the rest of the year, and I've got a few on my pile of shame, like Uncharted 4, which I never finished the first time around. Battlefield 1 I haven't done yet. Call of Duty Infinite Warfare is another one on the list. But I've sort of got... I'm going to start playing games just for the sake of playing games again. And Uncharted 4, which I picked up. I think yeah. Sunday night, Sunday yeah. night, Sunday night. <clears throat> just yeah, that's that's me getting back on the horse and actually playing games because they're fun too. Again. Uncharted Four is definitely a good one to go for first. Yeah, I, I got yeah, I got yeah. I got to Madagascar and then life took over. So I've I've just got back to there again this afternoon, and um, yeah. so now I'm into the good stuff. Nice. Um, yeah. Um, Epic Forger one two three four five sure. says <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he says, "What's your favourite and worst game that you've played?" <gasps> Ooh, favorite games Minecraft. 
it definitely yeah. is. I'm, yeah, I'm having a bit, having a lull with Minecraft at the moment. You sort of because I've I've played thousands of hours of Minecraft. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and like I've made a TV show about Minecraft. I, which again, I managed to turn it into money, which I'm very, very lucky about. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, I, yeah, I'm, I'm having a spell with it at the moment where I've played it so much that I don't want to look at it. But I know that in about three months' time, I'll see Minecraft pop up somewhere and I'll get the itch and then I'll be up at three in the morning for seven nights in a row again playing it. Because it's, <laughs> um, there is something perfect about Minecraft. It's not like anything else. And it is... I could yeah, just go down a rabbit hole in that. And I find it very relaxing, just potting around. Yeah. I, th- I, like, I like creating order. I'm very admin, organize nerdy anyway. And there's something very satisfying about the extent to which you control the world in Minecraft. <laughs> so that's that is undoubtedly my favourite game, and uh, yeah, it is arguably the best game of all time. Um, and I'd certainly fight its corner. Worst game? Oh, oh, Unravel, Unravel. Really? Yeah, Ooh. and it's it's not Unravel's fault. I had to play. It was one of the final reviews I wrote for Jinx, and I had to. Pl- I had I had an evening to play it to then. And like to smash through the whole thing and then write reviews and features about it for Jinx. Um, I think my kid was maybe three or four months old when it came out and I had not slept in days. And there was one <laughs> fucking bit where there was a bit of wood in a puddle and you had to <coughs> tie up something to make it just... And then you had to do a, like a leap of faith. There was just like three or four things where it was just like, if, you're, if you've done this even slightly wrong you're fucked and I, <laughs> I, I i was streaming it on twitch when i was playing it. i think it's still on youtube but i was I, stre- I, I was streaming it and basically people were watching me have a fucking breakdown with this puzzle <laughs> and i've never i've never hated anything more than that fucking game in that <laughs> but it's probably really good but i've never i've never not enjoyed a game more than trying to do unravel with a deadline <laughs> that, that, ne- that nearly killed me yeah it's very circumstantial then yeah, I can't blame the game, but I also know that that is the worst I've ever felt playing a game ever. <laughs> so, so it's it like a rage quit review. <laughs> yeah, no, I was even too tired to rage quit. I was just exhausted. I was just a broken man, <laughs> sobbing into the internet. Yeah. Um, Lord Chris Jones has asked on a similar note, "Who are the best and worst guests you've had on Go Eight Bit?" This is well, what friends are made. Yeah, I well, I know the answer to the second part, but I won't answer it because that wouldn't be fair. But I'll tell you, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, ask me when you're not recording, and I'll tell you who the worst ones were. But ge- genuinely, everyone's been awesome and has really committed to the show. Um, yeah. Obviously, you know, so, some of them have a more a, a more natural affinity with games than others, but um, they've all really been enthusiastic and supportive of me and Sam got stuck in. So I, I don't. There's genuinely not anyone on the show that I've ever disliked having on the show. Uh, but best ones are the ones that really, really get stuck in that. Vernon Kay was amazing because mm, yeah. he cared so much. Um, <laughs> Susan Cowman and David James, which was it was the fifth one we filmed, but it was it was the one that got put out as episode one because they yeah. both were so competitive. Uh, Matt Ford, who we had on series, we'll have on series three because he just was. I've never seen someone have more fun ever. <laughs> he, he, was, he was so happy that Go 8-Bit existed that he nearly burst so it, I think the, the ones that I really like are the ones that either that really competitive because that's what makes the show is when there is a rivalry yeah. and a desire to win because that's what games are they're competitive it's about competitiveness but also when people just get that it is just some, somehow we're allowed to just have loads of fun with awesome toys and when they embrace that it's just it's, it's just delightful to work on yeah yeah yeah. Who would you say is actually the best gamer 
Uh, I'll tell you what, again, he's on tonight. Aurea Duba, we've um, got the, I, I, he's an actor, I can't remember what stuff he's done, but he was on Strictly Come Dancing recently, one uh, yeah. guy. Um, he came on and we did X Men versus Street Fighter. And he he's awesome at it. Like it, it's a, I don't know what it'll look like in the edit, but it took yeah. ages for, it, for the fight to end because both of us were doing everything we could. I just couldn't get through his defences. He, like, he was like a wall. It was impossible to get down on him. But <laughs> was, he, was that his game of choice? Yeah, he picked it and he, he, yeah, that's a game he definitely spent way too much time with <laughs> as, a, as an adolescent because, yeah, he's really, he's so good at it. I can't think of anybody who's been better at a game than him on that. It was, yeah, he made my job really hard. <laughs> um, we've got a couple that are just like sort of random ones that we came up with as well. But, sure, sure, uh, sure, yeah. Uh, have you got any particular gaming memorabilia, like any favourite pieces of memorabilia that you've picked up over the years? Um, I'm trying to think. Let me. Uh, I was going to say I'd go in the other room, but I can't because I'm plugged in at the moment. So I can't. Cause I just go. <laughs> I've got. I've got a room which is where I keep all my games and stuff. It. But um, I've got. I've got a really nice. I got given a handmade Game Boy at a gig. Somebody had made me a like a oh, cud- nice. a cuddly Game Boy. Um, so, so that's got Pride of Place on my shelf. Uh, someone painted me a, a picture of the of Steve from Minecraft. So I think I think my favourite ones are the ones that people made because it's um, again it's that nice thing where people have enjoyed what we've done so much that they, they, they've actually gone to the trouble of actually making a thing and bringing it to me, which is yeah. mind blowing. Um, <laughs> that that people would bother to do that. In terms of other knickknacks, I think when Go Eight Bit Series One uh, finished, we had like a rap party and the production team. Had mugs made, direct, like go eight bit mugs with our pixel avatars on them. Yeah. So they're all, they're all like one of the kind, and the whole crew got one as well. So everybody who works on the show got a mug with their with their own personal um, avatar. So that's yeah, that's a very special one because that, that's um, yeah, it's, it's still I don't I don't think me and Sam are there yet, but it is that thing of we still can't quite believe that we've done it. So <laughs> yeah, any, anything that reminds me that we did it. Because it took us ten years. Okay, I left theatre school in two thousand and six. I was an actor, and sort of went through. I did a bit of acting and did a bit of sketch with Sam, and yeah. you know all sorts of things. Great bit, and it was a ten year journey getting it on the telly from theatre school, literally almost to the day. It was probably about two or three days from when I graduated when episode one aired. So it was a ten year journey to get there. So it's uh, and then the last eighteen months have just been like insane. Blown up. Yeah. Not even eighteen months. What was it? September two thousand sixteen. It's not even a year since it went on yeah. air. So it was ten years, and now less than less than a year later, and we've made thirty six episodes of telly, and yeah, and I've done all, and all the live stuff, and it's it's nuts. Is, is there a good chance we may see a series four after the series three is done? I know that's all recorded, but I'm just thinking more longer term. Yeah, I mean we hope so. Uh, telly's odd, man. No one allowed. The thing is, because series two is going out at the moment, so uh, and series three hasn't even started yet. So there, no one needs to offer us more money to do another one yet. So no, no one needs to tell us that's happening. But as I understand it, it's done. The, the audience response has been really, really good. It's done good numbers again. Um, I think they're going to give Series 3 a push to see if they can nudge it up even more. But certainly yeah. everybody seems to be very happy with the reaction it's got. There's a word in telly, engagement, which is a strange word. But yeah. in terms of the amount that people tweet about it or chat to us or you know engage with it, literally engage with it, um, yeah. that's really, really good. And that's a big deal for TV. Also for... You know, Dave fundamentally is a commercial channel, so it, it exists to sell advertising space, really. And mm. if you watch Goate, the amount of video games adverts that are on it show you the yeah. extent show you the extent to which our show allows an advertiser to target a certain demographic. So, in terms of being an appealing proposition to advertisers, which are fundamentally the people that pay to make TV happen, 
um, that's a really good thing. So hopefully, yeah. um, hopefully, loads of people that I've never even met will continue to make a lot of money out of all our hard work, and that will mean that <laughs> I, I'm allowed to continue to get a small slice of that and, and not be a proper grown up. But yeah, <laughs> hopefully we'll know soon. Hopefully we'll know by the end of the year. And if we are, I would hope we'd be doing yeah loads cool. loads more. There won't be any more DLC this autumn, though. I don't think because we just can't. I don't think anyone's free to do it. Oh, so, so, when, yeah. is it so the last one, well, for the time being at least, would be the last one that goes. Yeah, it's been. Nice. Yeah, I mean, DLC pound for pound's done better than Go Eight Bit in terms of viewing figures. Really? We, we yeah. only cost ten quid to make, and it's yeah, the audience numbers are great. So yeah, yeah. So there's definitely an appetite to do more. It's just um, we fil- we filmed that after we filmed series like weeks before it aired. I mean, it got filmed really quickly in the roof of the production company. It's just, it is just in <laughs> the guy, the guy who runs our production company, it's his flat. We just turned his dining room into a studio to film it. It was all very last minute. So I just, yeah. So we won't get to do any more of that this year, but hopefully, yeah, hopefully we'll do more of both in the new year. Yeah. 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 Cool. If not, I'm fucked. And I'll be... <laughs> <laughs> Need to find something else to do. <laughs> I'll be coming to you for work, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't pay well. It exists, but it doesn't. <laughs> <That's> a, <laughs> DLC didn't pay well either, but it was fun. That's all right. Exactly. Uh, you've got a few, haven't you, James, that you've written if you want to go through some of yours? Um, yeah. Um, These are going to be weird, Steve, just to let you know. Yeah, I'm, James, I'm the, res- the resident weirdo. Right, yeah. Well, I'll do my best. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> um, what, like, really grind your gears when you're playing games? What really winds you up the most? Um... I I don't like it when I have to go back and do a thing again. Now, even like Uncharted is yeah. brilliant for it because wherever I die, it puts me back in the same place. It was even today I fell off a cliff in Uncharted <laughs> this morning, and so it put me around the corner just after where I fallen off. It was like that. <laughs> it's like you basically worked it out. You just pressed the button, so fuck it, just keep going. I love that. I've no yeah. if I've done a thing but didn't get to the checkpoint. I don't want to have to go back and do the same fucking... I play them to see the stuff and enjoy the thing, and I don't... Like, if you want it, by all means have an option to either have, in, like, instant save states all the way through, so you just... Wherever you die, you start there, or you carry on from yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. But the idea that that's not a thing in every game just seems mental, because yeah. everyone's busy and they've got stuff to do. Why? There's no, there's no joy in having to go back 15 minutes and just look at the same crap again. I've done that. <laughs> I want my new stuff, so... I, I I hate that. Yeah, and I and I see no benefit. I get I guess because there's stakes, which maybe if I, maybe when I was twelve I gave a shit, but I'm thirty seven now. I've got work to do. I've got kids. Like if I've got an hour where I'm not looking after my daughter, I don't have to play the same bit of a game four times. I want to play an hour's worth of it once. Yeah, I just, just keep going through it. Yeah, yeah. Like Sam, for all the reasons I tease him, he always plays games like Battlefield and things on easy mode, and. Yeah. That's too easy and he shouldn't do it. But I get why he does it because he's not that great at games, but he loves them and he wants to see the stuff. So fuck it. Just stick it on easy mode and wander through the thing. You get to shoot your yeah. bullets and do his... uh, Yeah, so I'm, I'm softening to that ideology as I get older because <laughs> the time that I have is precious and I want to yeah, see the most cool stuff that I can. Yeah. Um, what gaming universe would you like to be stuck in? <laughs> uh, well, I I've still haven't allowed myself to play Minecraft in VR because um, I think I would die in there. So it's going to have to be my just stick me stick me on a toilet and IV me up and I could play Minecraft forever. In VR. I, <laughs> a, I will never ever do it on an opposite sort of scale. Which one would you hate to be stuck in? Which one would I hate to be stuck? In? Sonic, probably Sonic. 
<laughs> Any reason why? <laughs> what? Like, what? It keeps making new games, and and, and you know they, they say that it's going well, but it's not. I think I think it is Izzy sad because he knows he's fucked it, and I think if you had to spend <laughs> if you had to spend eternity with him, I th- all of that would start to come out because he knows he's shat the bed, doesn't he? Like, I think Mania will probably be fine, but no one needed it. It's yeah. So the darkness in Sonic's heart, I think, yeah, being trapped with that, that had come out. Oh god. Um, what about game characters interests you the most? Uh, what about mate? What about game characters interest me the most? I'll be honest. I don't. I don't care about game characters. I, like, a lot of people. Most games I play through, I couldn't yeah. even tell you what the story is. Like Uncharted, I played half of it. I didn't remember any of it really. Like I get <laughs> to a room and I go, "Oh, this is the bit where the barrels need shunting around, and there's a secret bit around there." So I go and do that. I couldn't tell you the story of any game, I'm not, which is awful. I, and I have a huge amount of respect and time for the people who put the work into making really strong narratives. Last of Us, yeah. I guess, I, I followed more and got into but I, yeah. I, I really project me onto video games. It's me doing a thing. So, yeah, so whatever ca- whatever character, character is, no, I'm, I want to escape my life and go on yeah, an adventure. Yeah, yeah. And I'm doing <laughs> that. I'm not interested in who they are or what they're about. It's me doing it whenever I play. So I, I don't really care about characters. No, that's yeah. fair. <laughs> Yeah. Um, this this one could cause a bit of um, an eruption in your brain. Oh Christ! <laughs> would you rather play one game for the rest of your gaming days, but online only, or play any game you want but single player only? Say that again. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm notorious for writing bad questions. No, no, I will answer your question, but I have to understand it first. Go on. So, I'll really listen. Would you rather play one yeah. game? Online for the rest of your gaming days, just one yeah. single game, or yeah. any game you want, but on single player mode only. So I can play as many different games as I want single player. Yeah, but you can't. Oh yeah, online. I'll do that. I'll do that. I don't care about online. Yeah, it's fine. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, I could care. Enough, I, 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 I enjoyed playing Minecraft on a server with mates, but I don't really do that anymore because we, you know, we're all older. We're, we're never on at the same times. But I've never been into like. Call of Duty multiplayer or anything like that. I'm just no interest League of Legends I quite got into but I was shit at it so no I'll, I'll play I'll play all the games on my own because that tends to be what I do anyway that's right that, that was part of the pitch when we made Go 8 but it was uh, Rose uh, Rose the producer his, his pitch was around the idea that basically when Steve was a kid he didn't have any mates so he had to play games on his own so the yeah. TV show is wish fulfilment where Steve finally gets to play games with friends he didn't have <laughs> that was part of his pitch so yeah that's... Um, I've just got one final one and okay. this will make or break our relationship Steve Okay. Make or break it. All right. What are your opinions on the character Chris Redfield from Resident Evil games? I couldn't care less. I couldn't care oh. less. Oh. Oh. Get, I him out, get Dara. Go get Dara. You won't. You won't get Dara. <laughs> <laughs> we knew that anyway. What's your What's your what, What's your story with Chris? I want to have babies with him. I would really? develop a womb. He has. He just has an unhealthy obsession with him, and it's a what, running joke. Why is that? Is, is that looks, or what is it about Chris that you find so appealing? I just like the fact he'd be able to pin me against the wall and hold me there. <laughs> yeah, you like, wouldn't be able to do anything about it, but you wouldn't mind because that's what you want. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's Chris Redfield. You just take it, don't you? Oh, well, I I don't, but it's lovely <laughs> that that's how you feel. As as long it as is. the two of you are doing that in a consensual relationship, I've absolutely no problem with it. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> We've got we've, we had three from missing sibling who's since been fired. Okay. One of them you've already answered anyway, which is the game you lose yourself in the most. Which I'm I'm going to predict your answer would probably be Minecraft on that. Yeah, correct. Yeah, um, 
a weird one, really specific, I'm guessing he's playing a Lego game right now, is do you play any Lego games? And if so, which of the series, oh, sorry, TV series or films do you think should be morphed into one next? Uh, which one should they do next? To be honest, I think they should yeah. stop because I think they've done enough. Yes. I, I, when Lego Star Wars came out, there was nothing else like that. And it was a lovely little trip down Lego and Star yeah. Wars memory lane. It was the original trilogy, so it was the ones that anybody gave a shit about, not the new films, which were dog shit. Not the latest ones, but the you know the prequel yeah. trilogy, which is yeah. obviously a waste of everyone's time. So that was great. And then there was a, I can't remember which ones came out. Was it Harry Potter was next, or I can't yeah. remember because there's so many yeah, of the bloody things. But Indiana Jones. Yeah, and yeah, yeah that one was all right. But yeah, so when Star Wars, Lego Star Wars came out, it was a mashing of two things together that didn't make any sense in a video game, yeah. and it was a lot of fun. But like I had to review Lego Jurassic World, Jurassic Park, whatever it's called, a couple of years ago, and it's you just. It just goes, here is a shit animation of a bit of the film you remember, but in Lego. And then now run around and collect tiny little Lego nuggets for 60 minutes and collect 6,000 different fucking things for no reason. And as far as I can gather, they're all like that now. Lego Dimensions, if, you, if you've got a kid, I, get, I guess they're into that. And at least then you'll make, you get some Lego and you get to make a thing rather than just yeah. buy a Skylander, which is a waste of time. So there's something in that for your kids, I guess, but really they don't need to do any more. Just make, I mean, Lego City Undercover was maybe, if they were going to do anything, go go that way, because that was actually... So the stuff that's more just Lego rather than trying to incorporate a TV or a film then? Yeah, family-friendly GTA. So it was, it was still playing yeah. on... It was, it was more uh, pastiche in a genre rather than just appropriating an already successful yeah. thing to flog more crap Lego games, which is what most of them are. I can, I can Take that, Lego! That. With that. Yeah. Again, I don't think Lego will hear us. And don't hear us don't Steve. give them any more ideas. I don't think they want to take that addition. No, no. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh God! <laughs> um, he's got one one left, which is what's the craziest looking thing you can think you've defeated or come across in a game? Craziest looking thing that I've defeated in a game? Fucking hell! Um, where? Well, it's, I'm getting to Minecraft again, but. Uh, when it was my birthday on the server in Minecraft, one of the guys, guy, Paul Foxcroft, who was part of Go 8-Bit, um, yeah. a lovely comedian, he built a giant uh, effigy of me that ejaculated chicken eggs onto my house when I opened my front door. <laughs> and I had to work out how to de-rig that. So I would have to say a giant ejaculating pixelated version of me coming eggs all over my house is probably the, off the top of my head. There may be a better one, but yeah, I'll go with that. Oh. That's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, is, yeah. Good way to end, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, oh, I did. <laughs> uh, we appreciate you coming on and having a chat with us. Uh, not at all, man. It's good to talk to you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem at all. Cool. Would you like to ask us a random question before you go? No, no, I, I feel like I've got a good read on, on who you guys are as a result of our last hour's conversation. Yeah. yeah. Really read into the Chris Redfield <laughs> thing and you'll understand me. <laughs> 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 Yeah, well, again, thank you very much for coming along. Thank you for having me, man. Yeah, and obviously everyone should go check out Go 8-Bit if they don't already. Yeah, although well, by the time you put this out, it won't be on. So um... True, it will have been on, yeah. but UK TV Player let you play it on Catholic Yeah, go on there, or, or come to Wi-Fi Wars, because I get all the money when you come to that. So come to or one of my live shows instead. instead. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you. So that was our interview with Steve McNeil. Um, From the past. 
from the past. He's actually uh, a pretty like down to earth guy as well. He was. He? It was a really, it was a real good little like hour long chat with him. Um, yeah. It was sort of really sound. Was willing to talk about everything we wanted to talk about with him. I had a good laugh with him, and he genuinely seemed to sort of enjoy what we were doing. So yeah, yeah, uh, it was a good laugh. But yeah, hopefully we'll be able to start getting more interviews like that. So be sure to let us know if you sort of enjoyed that kind of aspect of the show. We'll be back to normal next week with games and stuff like that. And to be honest, most shows will continue in the same normality of sort of playing games and stuff like that against each other but we just thought it'd be nice to try and pull in an interview here and there so we will do as best to get more uh, if there's particular people in the gaming world that you think we might be able to persuade to come on the show <laughs> feel free to make suggestions uh, but as Steve said you know we're never going to get Dara <laughs> so don't ask that question uh, but that's it for this week we will wrap up episode 68 on that uh, join us again next week for more of that King thing goodbye everybody see you all goodbye. later have fun This podcast is part of Britpod Scene, an independent network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritpodScene.com or BritpodScene on Twitter to find out more. Oh.